Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast. Visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca. We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus. When Pastor Ryan asked me to speak, all that I heard the Holy Spirit say to me is, just tell them who I am. Tell them who I am to you. And sample. Says time will not be enough for you to tell them all that I have done for you. But just sample and leave the rest to me. So I trust him that he has a purpose and that he will come through for each and every one of us here. We've been doing, excuse me, I'm very primitive, I write. (laughs) We've been uh, reading first Corinthians chapter We are now in chapter 2, and he preached last week on verses 1 to 4. I want to start by just referring to verse 4 again from NLT. It says, and my message and preaching were very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied on the power of the Holy Spirit. So today we are going to talk about the manifestation of the power of the Holy Spirit. And the first thing I want to share with you is who is the Holy Spirit? I don't want to take for granted that we all know who he is. Because I've heard some people say it. And that really insults me. Because I know he's not it. I know that he's my friend. So the first thing I want to reassure us that the Holy Spirit is God. He is the third person in the Trinity, in the Godhead. We have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. He's not an active force. He's not an energy, as some people say it. In Acts chapter 8, verse 29, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit said to Philip, go over and join this chariot. That means the Holy Spirit speaks. He said to Philip, he directed Philip and said, go and join that chariot. And he does miracles. My favorite, one of my favorite verses in the Bible is that that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. It was the power of the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus on the third day. It was the power of the Holy Spirit that took him back to the Father. And that was why the Holy Spirit was able to come down and dwell with us. He can be grieved. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30 says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. He can be insulted. Hebrew 10, 29. He can be lied to. All this I'm trying to show you that he is not an it. Remember the story of Ananias and Sapphira where they sold their land and they went into the temple and told the elders that they sold so much. This was the amount they got instead of revealing all of it. So when you're talking to a man of God that has the spirit of God, please don't tell lies. Because when you lie to him to look good for whatever reason, you're lying to the Holy Spirit. At that example, both of them fell down. Thank God for the dispensation of grace. But don't lie to the Holy Spirit. Don't think, oh, I've spoken to Pastor Ryan and Stephanie. Yes, they do not know. You are lying to the Holy Spirit. And then he is the one that gives us spiritual gifts. He determines who gets what. He's the one that leads us. In Acts chapter 16, verse 6 to 12, 
He prevented Silas and Paul from preaching in the province of Asia at a particular time. He teaches us, John 14, 26 says, And the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you everything I have said to you. And in Romans 8, 26, 27, he helps us in our weaknesses. That's another favorite work that I like. For we do not know how to pray or what to pray for. He intercedes with us, sometimes with groanings that can't even be uttered. It is the Holy Spirit that helps us in a place of prayer. So I'll start by saying that every child of God, if you are born again, you are a child of God and you have the Holy Spirit. Because nobody can say that Jesus is Lord without the Holy Spirit. So at conversion, we all have the Holy Spirit because it's the Holy Spirit that leads us to Jesus and opens our eyes. So we all, as Christians, have the Holy Spirit. But it doesn't end there. God doesn't want you to just be a Christian and stay there and go to heaven. If he wanted that, the moment you gave your life to Christ, you would die so that you go to heaven. No. But he gives you, the Holy Spirit wants to infill you, first and foremost, to give you boldness to be his witness. And I stand here not qualified like Pastor Ryan as a pastor. I stand here just like one of you because I am a witness because of the power of the Holy Spirit in me. Remember when he was living, he said to them, stay here. Don't live here. Stay until you're endowed with power. And then you'll be my witnesses starting from Jerusalem. So I stand here. The only qualification I have is the same one each and every one of you have. I am a child of God. I have the Holy Spirit. And I open myself to the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And I surrender. And I just say, use me. And each and every one of us can do that. You are meant to do that. Praise the Lord. John 7, 38 says, Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. This he spoke concerning the Holy Spirit. And in John 16, 7, he said to them, it is your, for your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I'll send him to you. So there we've seen him as the helper. And I want to say, I don't know what need, if, whether you're a mother, a father, a pastor, whatever your ministry, you need help of the Holy Spirit. He's the helper. And even to understand basic things about the Bible, anytime you need help, I want to encourage you guys to befriend the Holy Spirit. I always say to my children, God the Father and Jesus are in heaven. The God that is with us is the Holy Spirit. So get to know him. Get acquainted with him. That is what it's meant to be. Praise the Lord. And I, I, before I give my testimonies, I also want to say that he's more than speaking in tongues. Because sometimes we think when you speak in tongues, that is it. No, speaking in tongues is one of the gifts. And I would, I'll tell you later, I desire that everybody should speak in tongues. For your personal good. The Bible says that he that speaks in tongues edifies himself. You strengthen yourself. When there is nobody to pray for you, you just burst out in the spirit. Your spirit agrees with the Holy Spirit and you begin to strengthen yourself. 
So for me, it is not mandatory, but I would encourage everybody for your own self, for your own self to edit, build up yourself. Praise the Lord. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8 to 10, it lists the first set of gifts, and it says, word of wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, working of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, tongues, interpretation of tongues. And then in Romans 12, 6 to 8, it lists up, it, it gives us another list of, there are several gifts of the spirits. So what I want to encourage us is, when you're born again, the Holy Spirit comes to you. You are a child of God. But the Holy Spirit wants to fill you. He wants to give you the gift of the Spirit. Whichever one he determines and whichever one you desire, you ask him, he would give to you. And not only that, he makes you mature so that you begin to exhibit the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, that talks about love, that talks about patience, long-suffering. How does he do that? When you're going through things, he gives you the grace one day at a time. You walk through things, and at the end of the day, things that used to rattle you no longer does that. He builds the Christ-like character. All that is listed in Galatians 5, 22, are the characters of Christ. So it is the Holy Spirit that comes in, dwells in the life of a Christian, walks through the Christian, and begins to make that Christian more like Christ. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. We all have gifts. That's what I want to... Everybody sitting here, as long as you've given your life to Christ, you have a gift, or, and some of us have many gifts. And I'll give you the analogy that the Holy, that the Holy Spirit made to me is when you go to the gym, you start walking, walking and losing weight, and then you start noticing the five and six pack. Those five and six packs have not just been created. They've always been there. But fat, every other thing has covered it. So also, when the Lord called you, when he created you, he gave you the gift, but every other thing, covers it. When you begin to step out by faith, when you begin to exercise it, not holding back, because it's all by faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Somebody lays hands on you and impacts on you the spirit of prophecy. You go into your closet, like for me, mirror was my first congregation. I will stand in front of the mirror, I will speak in tongues and continually and God saw my desire, and I, he gave me interpretation. So you have to step out by faith. You believe or you sense the Holy Spirit saying that you have the gift of healing. Start with your child where you cannot make a mistake. Runs to you and say, oh, <coughs> I have headache. Nobody's looking at you. Lay hands on that child. And begin to pr practice that. And that gives you confidence. You're working your spiritual muscle. And then use anointing oil. You want to know that laying of hands, the Bible calls it elementary. Yeah. It's nothing yeah. for super Christians. The Bible calls it elementary. So I want to encourage us. You have children, you have husbands, you have friends. They are sick or they want something, just lay hands on them. They won't judge you. And that gives you confidence when you come to the church or you come to the gathering of Christians. You begin to do it. 
That is the only way that you, it, it's only by exercising faith. Praise the Lord. Tongues or, or no tongues. There are examples in the Bible. Sorry, I'm not as detailed uh, as your pastor. <laughs> there are so many, there are examples, even Paul. There is no record that when he was filled with, when he was converted, filled with the Holy Spirit, that he spoke in tongues that moment. There is no record. But if you go to Corinthians, he says that he speaks in tongues more than any. He encourages all of us. So you can be born again, you can be filled with the Holy Spirit, but may not speak in tongues immediately. If you desire it, please pray, believe God, and you will do it in Jesus' name. Then you have in Acts chapter 10 verse 14, you have people, the Gentiles that spoke in tongues immediately. And in Acts 19, 6, you have disciples in Ephesus. I want to bring this out because they are already disciples. They are already followers of Christ. They already have the Holy Spirit, but they were not speaking in tongues until Paul went and ministered to them. So I want to tell you, it's never too late. It doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian. If you desire it, you can have it. Praise the Lord. Okay. We have said that the Holy Spirit is our helper. He's the one that convicts us of sin. Whenever you sin, you, you step out, it's the Holy Spirit that convicts you and say to you, oh, Basi, yes, that thought in your heart. Some of us, the bad thing is our sin is not sin. So they'll say, Sister Basi is very, nope. <laughs> the Holy Spirit convicts. And I want to encourage all of us at this point to be praying people. It is impossible to pray and go to hell. The reason for that is in place of prayer, you are so humbled. In place of prayer, before you step into, you can enter the gates and you're excited. When you get into the Holy of Holies, when you go into the court where the Holy Spirit, where the presence of God is, he brings out who you are. He reveals the state of your mind and he demands there and there repentance before you can get it's your sacrifice of praise or prayer in. So I want to encourage everybody. You can serve, do any other thing, and you may not make heaven, but you can't pray. You can't really, really be a praying person and go to hell because you cannot proceed with that sacrifice of prayer without first of all cleansing your heart and your hand. Praise the Lord. And the Bible, the Bible also tells us that the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. He will tell you the truth. I would give an example here. I'll start. About three years ago, my first daughter, Didi, she came home, I think it was a summer. That was when they were still repairing our house. Our house was flooded. As I was ironing clothes, we've been praying for insurance and so on. As I was ironing, the Holy Spirit said to me, stop praying about the house. Pray for your daughter, Didi, that I will deliver her. So I, on the following Friday, I had a prayer meeting. I went to the ladies and I said, this is what the Holy Spirit said to me, pray for Didi. And they all prayed and they were asking me, what about? I said, he didn't tell me, so let's just pray in tongues. We prayed in tongues and then she went back to school. The long and short of it, Didi went missing. 
a few months after IB called, they were both at UBC, and said, I can't find Didi. Didi went missing. Praise the Lord. Didi had a mental breakdown. Sometime, I, I trust God that she will stand here and share her full story. And she started believing the lies of the devil. And one of the things she believed was, your mother prays so much. These are the things that are happening to her. She's lost her job. The house is flooded, blah, blah, blah. God cannot save you. So she just took her wallet and entered a train. Later on, we found out that she went into America. And she just said, I'm not going to be a burden to. We went there and we're looking for her. I want to give you the, what the Holy Spirit did. In my former church, I had a lady I call Mama, uh, the Ingsters. So when we heard Didi was missing, she came and prayed with me. She bought tickets. Before my husband could come, she bought tickets, and we went to Vancouver. When we were in the, she and her husband, both of them just left that whole week. They went, we were praying in the hotel. As we were driving to the police station, uh, Mary Lou said, stop. We stopped and we parked on the side. And she said, the Holy Spirit said that Didi will be found. And that the Holy Spirit said, let's just pray for her safety. So we did that. And then I got a call from another lady in our glow that has been praying. And she said, in her morning, church morning prayer, she raised the prayer that they should pray for Didi. And as they were praying for Didi, that somebody said, that the Holy Spirit revealed, and these people have never seen Didi, described, said, does she look like this? And described her. And said she was standing by the cross. And as she just saw the blood of Jesus just flowing through upon her, as she stood by the cross and saw that she has confidence that it will be well. Didi eventually told us, this went on for months, Didi eventually told us, that as she entered the train that crosses from Vancouver to Seattle, she sat beside a man, and the man just started talking and talking about God. The man said, I've just gone to bury my mother, but I thank God because I know that my mother has gone to be with Jesus. And started talking to her about God, and it was like, did my mother send this man to sit beside me? And then when she went to the hostel that she had booked, First of all, from the train station to the, she said a police officer, a police car in Seattle uh, picked her up and said, this is a very unsafe place. Where are you going to? You shouldn't be because she had a luggage. The police officer carried her to the hostel she, she was supposed to and put her there and said, never you come to that area at that time of the night. It's very bad. As she went into the hostel, first thing in the morning at the breakfast table, she talked to some people. The people she talked to were Christians. She took another train to California. All she, the devil was just pushing her far away from us as much as possible. When she went to another student's hostel in California in the morning, she met a group of five French uh, exchange program. And these ones were Christians. And at the breakfast table, they were just talking about God and God. And she said, one of them then asked her, why are you here? When she told them that she's just running away because of all the difficulties, one of them said, if I were you, I would call my parents. That was how 
Didi texted. By this time, Ibi, my second child, had taken a time off school and had gone looking for her sister because the police wouldn't disclose everything. They just said that she's an adult. There's no foul play. Maybe she doesn't want to see you guys any longer. But to God be the glory, to God be the glory, the Holy Spirit directed her path. Every place she went to, the people she met were Christians. Meanwhile, I had a group of people praying for us. My former church mid pack were praying. We had um, an interim pastor then. He was leading people that were praying for me. And the Holy Spirit intervened. Didi came home. When she came home, they said um, she should do counseling. God directed us to the, a therapist that was a child of God. And that one just said, we will just do deliverance. And I'm not going to prescribe any medication because it's so difficult to get off medication. And it was prayers and prayers and prayers. To God be the glory, in May, June, she's graduating from law school. So I give God all the glory. The Holy Spirit can do what we cannot do. And he prepared. Look at how he prepared. I was busy praying for insurance. And he led to start praying. So the Holy Spirit will nudge you. And I want you to be so close to him. I want to introduce you to him so that you begin to know, hear his voice. You begin to hear his voice so that when he nudges you and you begin to know how he speaks to you. I have three daughters and I speak to the three of them differently. So the Holy Spirit will speak to you in a very different way. So I want to encourage you to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit because that is the only way you can make it. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let me go to... You guys have to excuse me. I'll go to my testimonies. There are several. I was told when I started school, I was told this story. My parents were not, they used to go to church, Presbyterian church, but they hadn't given their lives to Christ. My mother told me the story that when I was four years old, I went out, I was playing, I collapsed. And when I, by the time they took me to the hospital, the hospital said it was too late. They couldn't do anything. Then she remembered that her sister had invited her to the apostolic, they were having a conference, a tent meeting back in Nigeria. So because the hospital couldn't do anything, she took me to the uh, convention. So the pastors came. She said they prayed, and she was expecting some miracles for me to stand up. It did not happen. But one of the pastors, after laying hands on me, said to them, take her home, let her be. In the morning, she will rise up. That The Lord said that my hand was upon this one even from her mother's womb. And that the Lord said that I have anointed her, and so the devil cannot steal her. She has not fulfilled the purpose for which I created her. So take her home. So my mother said she refused, and she said, I can't take a dead child home. So she stayed there, but her sister, who was a Christian, said, no, let's not exercise a doubt. So they took me long and short in the morning, I came up. So every year, when that was, my mother saw that miracle, and that was what made her give her life to Christ. She said, I don't understand, but if she came back to life because of the prayer of this man, 
then I'll start going to, she didn't immediately give her life to Christ. She said, I'll start going to their church. So it was the power of God. It was the manifest power of God. I want to encourage all of us. It grieves me when I see that we come into church and we go out. That is not all that there is to the gospel of Christ. The gospel of Christ is a gospel of power. It is the gospel that it is the gospel that God defeats the power of darkness and he uses you and I. He uses you and I. In the name of Jesus we can say I love the passage that our sister read in um, Isaiah 61. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. The spirit of the Lord is upon each and every one of us. And the purpose of that is to break loose those that the devil has held captive. And the purpose is to preach the gospel. The purpose, just know that whatever is dark, when you go in the purpose of the anointing in your life, is to bring light. Just know that where there is sadness, where there is grief, the anointing of the Lord should break every yoke around you. Your being a Christian is not just so that you come to church and drink tea. Now they don't even give us um, muffins any longer. <laughs> Praise the Lord. That is not what church is about. That is not what church is about. You know, the Bible says that when Jesus, wherever he went, he was doing good. So God wants to use each and every one of us to do great and mighty things. Praise the Lord. I'll give you another testimony before I go off. When we were in Scotland, before coming to uh, Canada, we had to do medicals. I had gone to, I traveled from Aberdeen to London. The doctor that the Canadian government asked us to do, we went to the place in London and we did it. And when he finished, when he finished all my vitals, he called me and said to me, what medications are you on? I said I wasn't on any medications. He said, I don't know how you're living because Canada will not accept you because your lungs, your heart, he listed everything. Ah, and I was, I'm not sick. He said he brought the, and he did, we did a second um, opinion. They were correct. I went back to the hotel that night and we were praying. My husband slept off. I was still on my knees. I was praying. At that time, it was no longer coming to Canada. It was Lord, my life, and my three daughters. I can't die. As I was praying and I was praying, the Lord showed to me a very old, wrinkled, deadly looking woman. And as I began to pray, as I began to take authority, I saw this dead woman leave me. He went out. And I, in the morning, I woke my husband up and I said, the Lord has healed me. And he said to me, so... The doctor said we should go back and come back in three months. So I said, no, I'm not flying back to Aberdeen. We're going back to see the doctor tomorrow. And he just said, why? So I said, because the Lord has healed me. He said, okay, on our way to the airport, we'll just do. So we left early. We went back to the, the doctor. They did some tests that day. Did another. And the doctor said, we have to stay the, whole, the following week. We went back to the hotel. To God be the glory, the doctor looked at me and was saying, what happened? It was like night and day. And that was the basis at which I came to Canada. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Finally, <laughs> I have to tell you this. When I was also praying to come to Canada, I, the Lord said to me to read human resources 
And everybody said, but you're a lawyer. How can you go and read human resources? How do that relate? When I came here to Canada, I registered for human resources management at University of Calgary. And the first module I did, the instructor said to me, why don't you tell me about yourself? And I'm like, I'm a new immigrant. I'm just a few weeks in Canada. He now said, I don't know what's attracting me to you. Can I do your resume? I went to a bar with her. She was typing, what have you done? What have you not done? She typed and then she said, please, can I use you as my reference? And to God be the glory, that week, she sent my uh, resume to Husky and Penn West. And I did interview the following week. Both offered me job. And she advised me and said, take Penn West. I, was, I worked in Penn West for 15 years. And I did not work in human resources. I went drafting legal what I was trained for. What am I saying? The Holy Spirit directs. Sometimes it doesn't make sense. All he wants to do is test your obedience. He's just testing your obedience. And if you obey, if only you obey, all things are possible. So, please give me one minute. What I want to advise is that we should desire spiritual gifts. In John 7, 37, it says, If any thirst, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. He was talking about the Holy Spirit. So the first thing is your desire. Desire the Holy Spirit. And then the second thing I want to say is Luke eleven thirteen. It says, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more your heavenly father, he would give the Holy Spirit to those that ask. So I want to encourage us. Desire. Ask him and then step out by faith. Step out by faith. And please, 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 I don't know what doctrine you have. Desire to speak in tongues. It is a language that devil does not understand. It cuts off your mind. It just prays straight to what heaven wants because your spirit is connected to the Holy Spirit. And when you speak that, it is a language that it is just a direct link to heaven. So please desire it. And most importantly, for selfish reason, to strengthen yourself. I'm not saying that you shouldn't prophesy. Please prophesy so that all of us would be edified as well. But speaking in tongues personally benefits you. Prophesying benefits the body of Christ. Thank God and praise the Lord. Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast. Visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus.